Lilu Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Ben Yamin Ben the Menasha Kaltman Bekutasiches Chelik Tezvav Lech Lecha Aleph. This sicha is actually a sicha on Pirkeiavus, as we are talking in this week's parsha, last week's parsha, this week's parsha about Noach and about Avram. So we're going to learn a Mishnah in Pirkeiavus about the time period of Noach and Avram, and a very interesting take on the difference between the Deiris that led up the generations leading up to the time of Noach and the generations leading up to the time of Avram Avinu. State Mishnah, the Mishnah says, there are ten generations from Neach to Lavram. This teaches us the Abister's patience. The Abister delays his anger. All of these deiris were angering Hashem. Until Avram Avinu came, received the rewards for all the generations. So the Teda in Parshas Noach tells us the ten generations there was. Shame, Arpachshad, Shelach, Ever, Peleg, etc. That are ten generations that go from Neyach until Avram. And the reason the Torah tells us all these ten generations is to tell us how long, how much time the Abishter delays his anger to give a chance for people to do tshuva. As we see in those generations that the Abishter waited ten generations until Avram Avinu, and then Avram Avinu received the reward for all the generations. So right away we have to understand the very obvious question. And some of the Mepharshim on the Mishnah ask the same question. Since these ten generations were angering Hashem. As the Mishnah tells us. What reward were they deserving that Avram received? If they were angering Hashem, where is there a reward for them? Nochmer. Three years up to Mishnah, in the beginning of this very same Mishnah, it says, There are ten generations listed in the Torah from Adam till Noyach. To teach us that the Abishar delays his anger. These generations angered Hashem. And then at the end of the ten generations was the time of Noyach. And the Abishar brought the Mabul. Without adding the detail that Noyach received the reward for all of them. And that's understood. Since those generations from Adam through Noyach were angering Hashem, there was no reward, and therefore Noyach receives nothing for, for, for them. But this makes our question even greater. Why by the ten generations from Noyach through Avram, which also, as the Mishnah says, angered Hashem, the Mishnah concludes that Avram received the reward. It's like a maman of shach. If there is reward, even if machisin uboin, even the generations that anger Hashem, why does Noyach not get any? And if there's no gener- no reward for those generations that are machisin uboin that anger Hashem, why does Avram receive something? But I'm mefarshim. So there's certain mefarshim. Rabbi Yoyna is mentioned in the Hora, Bart Bartnura. Their answer is based on this fact that every single person has a pre-designated section or portion in Gan Eden. Nor Eiber is Nishayev, but if he is not meritorious, which then is his portion that he receives is not in Gan Eden, but in the opposite of Gan Eden. 
Dan Then another who is meritorious comes and receives that person, the meritorious person, receives his own portion and his friend's portion who didn't receive it. So therefore, he expl- these Mepharsim explain that Avram was Zoicha, and therefore he received his portion and the portions of the other people in the generations that l- led up to him. But this leaves the question in the first case of the Mishnah. Since they were, they were angering Hashem, so they weren't receiving their own schar, they were not zochu, uh, um, but Noyach is given tzaddik b'dereisa, but Noyach was the tzaddik in his time. Hadach Noyach gedarf neman chelke v'chelik chaveli from the asaroderes began Eden. Noyach, who was a tzaddik, should have received, besides his own portion, the portions of those other people of the generations leading up to him. So we're still in the same place. It's true that it's possible for someone to get someone else's portion. If that's the case, why does Noyach not receive the other the other portions? Mefarshim is in this masber. So Mefarshim explain. Since Noyach didn't daven for the people of his of his day, this was mentioned in the previous week as well in the sicha of Noyach. That Noyach did not daven for the people of his day. He wasn't committed. To bring closer the people of his generation to Hashem, and Poel Zayin as his own zichfirin kideboy and impact have a positive impact on them that they should conduct themselves appropriately. Which we, even though he was encouraging them to do tshuva, but that was only when they came to him to ask about the teva, and even that we said in the previous week was only to the extent that was demanded of him. He wasn't invested in it. The river is Zayin zocha need givengino grace. Therefore, he didn't have enough merit to receive reward for the generations before him. Not so Avram, who Avram was, was invested in the generation of his time, in his time to go spread, publicize the, the existence of Hashem. As the post says, He called out in the name of Hashem. And as we know, from the Maimer of Basi Lagani, the Maimer Chazal, Al Tikra, Vayikra, Vayakri, that it wasn't just that he called out, but he caused others that they too should call out. And what Mekadav Gwen mentioned, some Abish, and he brought people closer to Hashem. As Chazal tell us on the Pasik, the souls that they made in Kharon, Rashi brings Avram Megayir Esa Anoshim, Visara Megayir Esa Noshim, Avram converted, Avram brought closer to Hashem the men and Sarah the women. So therefore, Avram was invested in the people of his time to bring Elokus, to bring Hashem, to bring them to Hashem. Therefore, he merited to receive the reward for all of them. In other words, the Mepharshim explained the difference between Noyach and Avram, that, it, that there was schar for Noyachs, for the ten generations prior to Noyach. There was schar for the ten generations prior to Avram Avinu. But in the ten generations prior to Noyach, they didn't deserve this char, and Noyach wasn't meritorious enough to receive it either. And, Av- and Av- by Avram, even though the ten generations before him did not deserve this char, but Avram was meritorious enough to receive their char as well. So that's how the Mepharshim explained this. The Rebbe now is going to ask a question, and he's going to say that it's not about 
Noyach and Avram. Regardless of if there is someone to receive the schar or not, there has to be somewhere where the schar goes. If there was schar allocated to the generation, to the, to the first 10 generations from Adam until Noyach, then we have to know where that schar went. And if the schar didn't go anywhere, that's impossible. And therefore the Rebbe is going to conclude that therefore there was no schar allocated for them. The Melechatechila were not given, they were not a designated schar. That's the only way to understand this Mishnah. We'll see it inside. It still remains not understood. If we accept that the ten generations from Adam to Neach had a designated schar, because like we said earlier from the Gemara in Chagiga and from Rabbeinu Yaina, that every single person has a designated portion of Ganeidin, which would include these ten generations from Adam to Neach. And if Neach didn't receive that schar, because he was lacking enough merit to receive it. So who did receive their portion? If there is a part of Ganeiden, a section of Ganeiden that belongs to this generation, and they don't get it, and Noyach doesn't get it, then who got it? Where is it? And you can't say that nobody received it. With regards to Ganeiden, it says, that Adam Arishan was placed in Ganeidin La'avda to work the land, Ulushamra and to protect it. Ulaqahitadas is their Ganeidin, their earth from Kabala Saskar, Fad Laavda Eilura Mahmit Sasay, Ulushamra Elo Shasamit Saslaza. Even after Adam and Kava were expelled from Ganeidin, there is still a La'avda Ulushamra. La'avda refers to the 248 positive mitzvahs. Lushamra refers to the 365 negative mitzvahs. And the Ganeidin is the schar for that. Ganeidin is bashtim tfardim Adam mitatachlis unzil. Ganeidin is designated for the person with a purpose, with a goal, that he'll end up there at the end of his life. That after he does the Avda Ulushamra, he goes to Ganeidin. If every single person has to end up, has a, a section in Gan Eden, then either he, he, he's there, like Adam was in the time of, of before Chetetz Adas, or after Chetetz Adas, he has to end up there at some point. It's impossible. Can it be There can't be a scenario that part of Gan Eden should remain empty. Especially a place, a part of Gan Eden that would include uh, enough space to fill up 10 generations full. And 10 long generations. These are this is a thousand years from Neach to Lavram. So it's, it's, so it's understood that the more time the person spends in this world, the more reward is waiting for him in Gan Eden. So the time that they peop these people were here was 10 generations or a thousand years worth, there must, there can't be that that space, that designated space in Ganeiden would remain empty. Someone must come and fulfill that purpose of Ganeiden. In other words, every aspect of Ganeiden has a purpose. So no part could remain, could, could remain empty. And since the Mishnah doesn't refer to the, to the Schar, doesn't tell us that Noyach got it, doesn't tell us that they got it, but, and, and, and it doesn't say that it went anywhere. So therefore, Muzman the Rebbe Zogin, as the Asara Deris Me'adme Ba'ad Noyach of Malachat Chilin, it got to be in Shum Tzuki Tilton Schar.
Therefore, we must conclude that the ten generations from Adam until Nayach, to begin with, were never designated a portion of Gan Eden, or in other words, Schar. Because if the Mishnah doesn't mention Schar, not by them and not by Nayach, then, the, 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 then to say that it went, and we don't know where it went, doesn't make any sense. The Mishnah, if the Mishnah talks about it, the Mishnah will tell us about it. If the Mishnah doesn't say anything about schar, it means that there was no schar. But now comes our question. Not from Rufushtein. So this, this, this point makes sense. That the second set of, of ten generations, Avram got their schar. The first set of generations, Noach didn't get their schar because there was no schar to be gotten. They were never allocated schar. They were never allocated a chelik in Gan Eden, a portion in Gan Eden. The question is why? What's the difference between the first ten generations and the second ten generations? Now, the first ten generations were not allocated schar, and the second ten generations were allocated schar. Why? What's the difference? Both were machis and Dubai. Both were angering Hashem. So why does one get, why, why is one allocated and one not allocated? Okay, before we can answer this question, we're going to ask another couple of questions. Siv Gibel. What is the Mishnah telling us? What's, what, what's the Mishnah introducing to us that we don't already know? The Pasik says very clearly the Abishter delays his anger. He's patient. He defers his anger for some time. So this Pasik is brought twice in Parshas Kisisa. Uh, which we lay in on a, on a, on a, on a Tainus in Vaychal, and also in Pasha Shlach. So in the in Kisisa, Rashi just says that Hashem is Erech he delays his anger to give the person a chance to do tshuva. In Rashi, in Shlach, he brings, the, the Moshe Reino said it should be just be L'Tzadikim, but Hashem said, L'Tzadikim V'L'Rishoyim, that this Erech the fact that the Ebishter delays his anger, defers his anger, is uh, both for Tzadikim and for Rishoyim. So, so what, what would the Mishnah be adding that we don't know from the Pasik? The pastors come to us. So how would we answer this question? As the Chiddush from the Mishnah is To what extent does the Ebishter delay his anger? In other words, the fact that the Ebishter delays his anger, we're talking about from the Pasik. The Mishnah is telling us the extent, the length of time that the Ebishter de delays. Excuse me. Sorry. The Pasuk doesn't tell us the duration, the extent of time of the Abister's uh, patience. The Rebbe's of the Mishnah lady, Therefore, the Mishnah is telling us the length of time that it will last up to 10 generations. But we have to understand this. Why, why, what's the explanation that the Abishar delays his anger for this long? And why is 10 generations so, so, so unique? What's 10 generations? Maybe 11 generations, 9 generations? What's the uniqueness of the 10 generations? Okay. So understand all of this by explaining another, another issue. The order of the Mishnais is precise. Certainly within one Pedic, the way the, the way the Mishnas are laid out is going to be with a, per, a specific intent. So the Friedrich Mishnah of Asarim Amores Nivraelim. 
What's the connection with the Mishnah Beis, which is the Mishnah that we've been talking about now, that there's ten generations from Adam to Neach, and ten generations from Neach to Avram, with the first Mishnah and the Pedic, that the Amish are created with the world with ten utterances. If it's just chronological, that the ten generations from Adon Tolneach began after the world was created. So you have Mishnah 1 tells us that the world was created with ten utterances. And Mishnah 2 tells us there were ten generations from, from Adam to Neach. That's the next thing chronologically. Then it says, and then it goes on with links later on in the chronological order. But if that was the case, so the problem is that we have a Mishnah later on, Mishnah Vav, which says, There are ten things that were created at Shabbos at twilight. Which that is the end of the days of creation. So that this Mishnah should have been brought earlier. Before the time of the ten generations. If the Mishnah was was structuring it in a chronological order, then Mishnah Aleph would be first. Mishnah Beis would have been the ten things that were created by Adam Shabbos Ben Hashmashis. And Mishnah Gimel would be about the ten generations from Adam to Noach. So therefore, obviously, it's not chronological. Yet, the Mishnah places Asara Ma'amores right next to the Mishnah of Asara Doiris. What's the correlation? Is there beer in them? So here's the explanation. In the free the commission of Eret Gizokt, the previous Mishnah tells us, as Basara Ma'amores Nivra'ilam, that the world was created with ten utterances. Ten times where it says Vayoymer. And this teaches us, a, this gives us a dual message. That this is the ten other, the fact that the world is created with ten ma'amorois. This is, tells us that what is the extent of the punishment for the Rishayim that destroyed the world that was created with ten ma'amorois. At the same time, it also tells us that there's a greater reward for the tzaddikim that sustained the world because the world was created by Sarah ma'amorois and therefore there's a bigger schar. And in continuation and in correlation to these two teachings. In continuation to these two types of people. That destroy the world. And the tzaddikim that sustain the world. The second Mishnah continues on this same topic and these two and these two concepts to continue in these in, in these very two same things. The first part of the Mishnah, the second Mishnah tells us about the ten generations from Adam until Nayak. These ten generations were Rishoyim that destroyed the world. Therefore, they were punished by Hashem. The Abister brought upon them the waters of the Mabu. And then, Then there were ten generations from Neach to Lavram. And Avram received the reward for all of them. Uh, even though these generations also angered Hashem. Avram saved the world. He gave a purpose 
a sustenance, to uh, uh, a sustaining, to the ten generations that came before him. When their father is given scharkulam, and therefore there was a reward for all of them. and he received that reward. So we didn't yet explain why these get reward and these don't get reward, but we did explain that the first generation were considered the Rishayim Shema Abdin They destroy the world. And the second set of generations were the generations that are, they themselves might not have been Sadiqim, but, the, but at the end, there was a Tzadik that was Mekayim Shema that took what they had done, any redeeming factor of the other ten generations, and was Mekayim Shema Save the world, and because of that, uh, uh, there was schar to be received, which he Avram Avinu received. So still didn't explain to us. What at the end of the day, what is still a difference? That in the second set of ten generations, Avram Avinu was able to save them. And because of that, received the schar and the first one not. Why are the first ones considered and the second one considered tzaddikim? Is there beer in them? So here is the explanation. Similar to, 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 to literal wars, there are certain things that were totally destroyed. And certain things that were taken in the loot, in the spoils of war. Similarly in the war that we have against the evil in the world. There are two types, the two categories of evil, of bad. And therefore, two different manners of dealing with it. Things that are entirely bad, they have no good, good in them. And these things have to be destroyed, similar to what the Mishnah says, with regards to to earthenware vessels, that the only way to tar, to be metahir them, the only way to purify them is by breaking them. They can't be dipped, they can't be uh, put into hot water. They the only way to to be to purify klicheres uh, is by breaking it. It has to be destroyed. And he brings a beautiful example from the Kutateira with regards to the Para Aduma. This is Mavur in the Kutateira in the Minyu Fasereifa Sapara. In the Kutateira, the Altarebbe explains with regards to the burning of the Para Aduma. As Para is Merabmes of Timaisim Roim, was an Emes Ragam Mitzadatsman. The Para itself represents the, the, the actions of the person that are inherently and totally bad. But the fire for Bretman departed, and therefore the Para has to be burned. There's no way to rectify it. Only so by removing it from the world, by destroying it from the world, that's the only way to rectify these, these inherently completely bad deeds. When a splipe deeper blows them, what remains is the ash, which represents in the person the power of desire. Which the, the power of desire is not inherently bad. You can desire something good. You can desire something bad. So very often we de- a person could desire something bad. And that could lead to a terrible action. The action itself is unredeemable. But the desire is still redeemable. Because you could change the desire for something good. So therefore the afer remains. And that's how the afer is used for part of the purification process. But the Alter Rebbe explains a very interesting idea that the para has to be totally burned because there's no way to elevate it. There's no way to, to redeem it. 
So similar. So similarly, in general, when it comes to certain things of a ra, the ra is so is so uh, complete that the only way to fix it, to purify it, is to destroy it. Base. Then there are zachin things. That you don't in a revealed way you do not see any goodness in them. They still retain a spark of goodness. Therefore, they can, you do not need to be destroyed. But you have to work with it. Until quite the contrary, you are able to save it. To, 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 to sustain it. By transforming it from bad to good. Until to the extent. It's a story in the Gemara Menachas. About a person. That engaged. Or was about to engage. Inappropriately with a woman. And she had laid. Uh, she had made the bed. And with, with specific bed sheets. And um, then they didn't do the inappropriate. But she was so inspired that she decided to become a Yid. And she married him. And then she used those same bed sheets to make the bed. This time this time in a permissible way. So the very thing that she used to entice him. And, and to, 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 to try to get him to do an Isir. Is the very, very same item, article that she ultimately used. Beheter. Which means that they were able to transform the negative use of this thing and to take out this nitzutz of toiv that was in it and ultimately use it l'toiv u'beheter. So the very same thing that was used be'iser, almost used be'iser, was used beheter. So those are the, those are the two ways. There's ra gomor that has to be destroyed. There's, there's ra that has a nitzutz of toiv that... Could be transformed to good. And that's the difference between the two sets of ten generations. The Ra from the Asara is given Ra Gomor. The Ra of the first ten generations was total bad. Therefore, the Mishnah calls it Ma'abdin The Ra is so bad that it destroys the world. The Ribra the Rebish that they got not Givish from the Velt, and therefore there was no schar allocated to them. Because they were they were They destroyed the world, and therefore the only way to to fix it is to wash them off of the world, to wipe them off of the world. Hey, the Elimis me amabul. He brought the marble waters upon them. But the ten generation, the second set of ten, though they too were angering Hashem, their bad was the kind of bad that could be transformed to good, and therefore, when Avram Avinu came with his Aveda, he sustained and saved the world. He was able to rectify and complete that which was lacking in the ten generations. So now he, he transformed their actions into good. And therefore there was schar and he received the schar. So this is the fascinating uh, explanation that the Rebbe has on this Mishnah. The ten generations from Neach to Avram, from sorry, from Adam to Noach, were Ragomer and Ma'abdin Nisaylam, and therefore they had to be destroyed, and therefore there was no schar for them to be had. 
and and the ten generations from Noach to Avram were the Ra that was possible to be transformed, possible to be elevated. Avram did that job and therefore was therefore created schar that was allocated to them but was waiting for it to be harnessed and utilized and Avram did that and therefore received the schar for all the generations. We still didn't address the ten. Why is it Asara Deiris? The Tambos that Abishter is Maidach Ach Asara Deiris. Why does the Abishter extend his anger or delay his anger better said for ten generations? Shengeret Filmol. So the answer is as follows. It's been spoken a number of times. As Esed is a ganser on full common misper. The number 10 is a complete number. Which includes all different forms of completion. Just as it is on the side of holiness. So too in the opposite of holiness. The ganser on fuller for nem for ra is uskishtelt in the misper from Esed. The, the complete form, the complete uh, uh, element of bad is also set in the number of 10, from 10 beginners, from 10 levels. In other words, when you only have two levels, you don't have the full bad. It's only once you reach the 10th level of bad that you have all the 10 levels, you have a complete bad. And therefore the Ebister delays his anger. He's waiting for the, for the anger to be completed. In all the ten generations, meaning all the ten levels of bad. And once you hit that ten, once you once you hit the complete bad, then it has to be handled. Either it has to be destroyed, like by the Mayamabul, or it has to be uh, transformed and harnessed. But up until ten generations, the Ra is not complete, and therefore, and therefore, um, and therefore the Abishter is waiting. So we, now we understand not just this Mishnah, we also understand that the fact that David delays his anger, not stop waiting around uh, for nothing. David is, is giving us a chance until, uh, until the Ra is complete. Once the Ra is complete, it has to be taken care of. The Rebbe would often speak about Pirkei Yavis. He would say that Pirkei Yavis is merely the Chasidusa, which means that it's, it's here to inspire, to encourage the person in, in, in their conduct, in their behavior. So the question is, what is this telling us? Now we understand the Mishnah. So it's, a, it's a historical fact. Ten days from Adam to Neach, ten days from Neach to Lavram. How does, what is it telling me? What is it telling us? So that's what the Rebbe is going to tell us in Seif Zayin. Every person is called a microcosm. Just as there, there are two types of, of ten generations in the macrocosm in the world, so too there are these two types of ten generations by the in the mic in the microcosm by by every individual in his service of Hashem. When I mentions in Meshach from Gansat Senteg, person that for a duration of ten days is engrossed in in inappropriate or undesirable things. And the, re the reason I believe that senteg is in, is in quotation marks, I don't think it means days. I think it means 10 units of time in a complete, uh, in other words, 10 units which represent a complete time period. Lecheda could be 10, 10 minutes, Lecheda could be 10 days, 10 hours. Lecheda, I, I, I don't know why the, uh, uh, otherwise I don't know why the senteg are in quotation marks. But let's say, let's say senteg, as I state. So a person for 10 days is 
engrossed in undesirable things. And nevertheless, life is good. And a person could think, as that the situation, the person could think, the situation will continue as it was till now. That he does whatever he wants, and things are good. Like the Pasik says, a person's gonna think, I could do whatever I want, and it's gonna be peaceful to me. The Mishnah is therefore telling us the fact that he had goodness coming to him. Till now, even though he's not deserving of it, it's only because the Mishnah is delaying his anger. But this will stop after the designated time. So in other words, you think now everything is wonderful so you can continue as you're going. Stop. Wait. Realize that at a certain point, your point, your ten days is going to end, and at that point, there's going to be a, there's going to be a different situation. Therefore, he has to right away do his aveda of bringing upon it the waters of the mabul in and totally to get rid of the negative things. Over the aveda is That's not good enough. Since the 10 days have passed in which he was involved in undesirable things, so the good things that he could have and therefore should have accomplished in these 10 days are lacking. They've created a specific amount of days. And as this explains, every person has a designated, predestined amount of days during which he could fulfill and do the Aved of Hashem. And now 10 of those days have passed and he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So it's not enough to get rid of the onion ability to sue him to get rid of the negative because he's still lacking the 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 what earlier the sikha was called the schar, the potential goodness that he could have accomplished. Therefore, he has to engage also in the second set of ten generations, which means over here the way I understand this is that it, it's not like there's ten days that you could be bad and ten days you have to be good. After you, your ten days of of not good, you have to do both avoidus. You have to do the aveda of by obliterating the negativity from your life. You also have to do the aveda of the second ten generations. Give a purpose, a meaning, a, a save the earlier days by transforming the bad, the dark into light. And through that, he rectifies and completes that which he was lacking in the previous days. And then he could receive the schar for all of those days. So the lesson the person has is don't feel overconfident because life is good. Because it's possible that the Ebister is just deferring his anger to give you a chance to do tshuva. And if you reach a point where you realize that a significant amount of time has passed, then you have to do two things. Number one, you have to bring a mabul onto the negativity. You have to destroy the negative, negative things from your life. And number two, you have to, uh, uh, you have to do positive. You have to transform that negativity, harness that negative, that 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 negativity and turn it into light so that way you could fill the void that was created in those in those 10 days and bring yourself the schar for those 10 days